Hey there, you're listening to Mama's Mission, a podcast that unpacks the mission of discipling your kids into a real and loving relationship with the Lord while doing all we do in this crazy thing we call mamahood. So if you're looking for a place to get inspired about discipling your kids, get some actual tools to do so, and to make your journey as a mama that little bit simpler, you've come to the right place. I'm Deb and I can't wait to journey with you as we unpack our missions as mamas together. Hey, hey, welcome back to Mama's Mission. Today we are going to be looking at part two of our series, which is why 25% of kids stayed connected with Christ from the ages of 18 to 29. So last week we looked at eating dinner around the table as a family and they projected, whoever they is, that five if you're eating five out of seven meals as a family around the dinner table, your kids are way more likely to stay connected with Christ after they get to a certain age, which is pretty spooky actually that meals around the dinner table can be so impactful, I suppose would be the word. Today we're looking at part two, and part two is looking at the spiritual experiences we have in the home. So again, with the whole kids are likely to stay connected with Christ, they're saying that you are giving your children one spiritual experience in the home during the week. So as I was brainstorming, jotted down a few ideas of what kind of spiritual experiences we have in our home and these are things that please please hear me like they do not happen all the time I would love to say all of these 10 things because miraculously I came up with 10 all of these 10 things happen every week but that is really just not the case at all and some of these things in all honesty we've done once or twice and they didn't really work out that well and other times they've you know other ones on the list have been really successful and we keep doing them and I don't know some more important than others I would say but you can be the judge as I mentioned we got 10 of these to go through so these are spiritual experiences you can give your kids in the home 10 of them so I think we should probably just get on with it number one I would say this is probably the most important thing you can do with discipling your kids but giving them spiritual experiences and that's just modeling being really authentic with our kids kids are really oh what's the word you would use they're really onto it and they're really quick to actually pull you up so when you're saying certain things but your actions aren't mirroring those words they're going to pull you up and call you out I suppose which is a good thing but we really need to be modeling it we need to be walking the talk if that makes sense and we just need to do this in everything so in the way we speak to each other just in our actions everything this can be really great for kids and okay a spiritual experience maybe not but you know we can do the following nine things and as long as we're modeling it to our kids I think that's really really important in fact maybe that should have been number 10 to kind of wrap it all up like all of these nine things and then the number 10 could be like the bow on top you'll you'll get what I mean anyway but just keep that in at the forefront of your mind that you we really want to be authentic with our kids and we want to be modeling it so number two with a spiritual experience in the home is worship 
worship could be anything. I mean, if you're talented with a guitar or any instrument, you go for gold. If you're great at singing, you do that. We in our home at like to put on YouTube at the moment and I'm really into Maverick City. I love that group, man. They're so good. And Elevation Worship, oh, next level. So we really like putting the, the videos on and just watching how people are worshiping and just really getting into it ourselves. I also have a Spotify list and they go on a lot as well. But I think it's also really important our daughter is part of um, our church, obviously, and they're part of praise and worship. And it's really cool when I put on songs that we've been singing at church so she can go, oh, I really like that one. And the more they learn it, I guess it's by osmosis. But, you know, she really feels connected with the words when she's singing along and they sing along when they actually learn the words. So for us, worship is pretty much like a lot of music for us a lot of music and I love it I love putting the music on before we're getting ready for school during just during the day at random parts during the day we just love having some worship on or even in the car but this is pertaining to spiritual experiences in the home <laughs> I guess in the car could also be at the in the home but yeah worship is really important and I would say it says one spiritual experience in the home during the week. For me, I think worship should just be, you know, all the time, um, as much as we can, possibly. So let's get into number two. Number two is reading the Bible. And with reading the Bible comes scripture memorization. That's a bit of a mouthful. Reading the Bible is, again, modeling that whole thing. I love modeling reading the Bible to my daughter. She knows that that's the way I like to start my day, and it's super important. And I really like throwing into random conversations throughout the day what I read, and especially with my husband, asking him, hey, did you know this? And this came up in my reading this morning. What are your thoughts? Just so she's hearing just general conversation. It's again making it quite authentic and it's part of our everyday. But reading the Bible with her is really important as well. I think that is key and that can just be my Bible with no pictures, but also, hey, let's keep it real. She's loving the pictures and I love them too. So reading a bit a picture book Bible is awesome. With that, again, as I said, scripture memorization. So we kind of pick a scripture and we unpack it and I would love to say we do one a week. I've done one a week and it was just a bit too intense. I would probably make it once every two weeks to once every month. And what we do is we pick a scripture to learn. And the most recent one we've been looking at is, oh, this is terrible. This just shows how long it's been since we've done it actually. <laughs> but it's talking about how we need to focus not on things on the earth, but things up a, up above. And that's really important. And we just have learnt that together. And with the scripture, we do actions to help get, set it in her mind, if that makes sense. And to be honest with you, it actually helps set it in my mind too. So we talk together about what kind of actions we could do with the scripture. And we act it out each time. And so... When we're learning the scripture, we'll kind of do it together with the action, say it out loud. Then we kind of alternate. So 
I'll say it, she's got to do the actions, vice versa. So yeah, it's just a fun way to learn scripture. And I think it's really important. I've only, what, in my 30s, have I only realized the huge impact of memorizing scripture and how important it is and how powerful it is as well. And this is something that I really think is important to have in our home, like just spiritual experiences with our kids. Get them in the word. Okay, number four. I really should have numbered these actually. That's going to get kind of tricky when I'm ready off my notes. Anyway, number four, and I'm going to do a shameless plug here, is podcasts. Like with the worship, having it on in the background is awesome. With podcasts, I like to have them on, but I'm going to do a shameless plug here. And I actually release two podcasts per week. And one is on Monday, and that's a weekly word, and that's aimed at your kids. And it's going through Bible stories. So I do one week is Old Testament. The, the following week is the New Testament. And we're looking at Jesus, obviously. And I just go through a quick story. And I do a three questions to see how well your kids have been listening. We do a few catechisms and a bit of prayer. Super simple. But my daughter really likes doing it with me. I obviously have really like recorded the podcast without her but we do it together and she really likes it I think it's also testing her a bit because it's one thing to actually take note of what they're looking at the pictures and hearing a bible story that's one thing but when she actually just listens to it she her comprehension ain't that hot like it's not the not the best so it's actually developing a good skill for her to actually just listen to something and comprehend from that but yeah we put that on over breakfast together I'll just flick it on it's only five minutes you can totally do it in the car that was mainly what I aimed it at you can do it like we just did tonight you know we had a few minutes to spare before bed and I was like hey do I just noticed it was released today do you want to listen together and she's like yeah totally let's listen together so easy it's all done for you all you've got to do is press play and press pause at times because I do ask quite a few questions and it's good to get them involved in the listening so number five a spiritual experience in the home would be to pray together and I think that can also like that can be something simple like grace we do that each meal but also real really intentional prayer so praying for people and particular and also praying about how we've had like just discussing how we've actually had prayers answered I think that's really really important and also teaching we've just started or I've started looking more into repentance as well with our prayer I think I really like the analogy I think what's the word acronym what was P for praise R for repentance a for asking and Y for like yielding like or listening or something like that. But I really like the R for repentance and let's be real a lot of the times we do stuff up but we don't take it to the Lord and I think that's super important. And so we've had those discussions with our daughter about what sin is, something that separates you from God and hey we all stuff up. I'm really again that modeling thing coming in but I like to tell her I'm not perfect. I make mistakes all the time and I had to say sorry to God for this this morning or whatever. And yeah, we go through things that she could be sorry for for that day. 
it doesn't have to drag up things from like weeks ago. I really don't want her to do that. But yeah, just the whole act of repentance is pretty cool. And so praying together is really important. And that could just be on the fly. Uh, it could be right before bed. It could be around like a family worship time, whatever. But I really think it's important to pray. And if your kids aren't there yet, just again, model to them. Pray in front of them. Like, I just love chatting with God, just making it real with her. And that's what prayer is. It's just a conversation with you and God. So I think that's really important. Number six in spiritual experiences in the home would be, this is probably the more one of the more intense ones, and I think I've talked about it on a previous podcast, but it's a soaking session. And a soaking session really is, it sounds really <laughs> ooky spooky, but it's pretty much putting on music, making it quiet, like, you know, you quiet down, put the music on, and you just be still. And it is it is quite a, what would you call it? It's not just something that comes naturally to a lot of people because you do have to be still, and especially with kids. But this can be really, really powerful. So with a soaking session, I would coach my daughter and just say, hey, we're going to listen to some music. Often I find personally in a soaking session, it's better if the music has no lyrics. So I just like the music and the the album I really like to use is Bethel Without Words. I'll link that in the description. It's really, really good. But it could have words for lyrics with your kids. It doesn't matter. But I we kind of turn the lights down low. We get in a comfy position. We put the music on. It's usually one song and it's not too long. Like you don't want like a 10 minute song. That's not going to happen. But we put a song on and usually I'll just say, I just want you to listen and see if God tells you anything or shows you anything. Sometimes it's nothing, absolutely nothing. And same with me, I've just been really still and I've got nothing as well. Sometimes I have got things that he wants me to share with my daughter or he just wanted to tell me and I'll share those with her. And vice versa, sometimes she comes up with things as well, just saying Jesus told me he loved me or something like that. I think the more you do it, the easier it gets and the more effective it gets as well. But again, it's just like reading the Bible. Sometimes you read the Bible and you get scripture and it's like, boom, that was like totally written for me, totally applicable to what I'm going through. But other times you're reading and you're like, mm, it's not really relevant, but you know, I know it's good for me. Same kind of thing with soaking. I don't think there's any harm in actually getting still before the Lord and just listening to him because that's what he wants us to do. And in all honesty, it's not something I do enough of. <laughs> but yeah, it's really important to do with our kids as well. That is a really powerful spiritual experience. And if you could just do that once a week, oh, that would be awesome off the charts. Number seven, I think we're up to would be journaling. Journaling is another great spiritual experience once you get into the groove of it. Again, when you first started, it's a bit like, uh, am I doing this right? This is a bit weird. But the more you do it, the more natural it becomes and the more effective it is as well. So with my little one, she wasn't up to writing anything. So with her journaling, it was we looked at a piece of scripture 
and then we kind of unpack the scripture using prompts, but she would just draw what she saw. So what does the scripture mean? And she would tell me, and then I'd say, okay, well, how could we draw a picture of that? Um, just things like that. That was really effective, and she really enjoyed that. She loves drawing anyway and getting creative, so she loved that part of it. But now she's really into her writing, and I think she'd really enjoy that too. But for your older kids, you can totally get them like a special journal and just show them how to how to write and how to journal with the Lord. I think I've got a podcast. I'm not sure on the episode, but I will link that in the description as well on how to actually journal because that can work for your kids. It can work for you. It's really important. And I get so much out of that. That is like my spiritual experience all the time. And it's really powerful. Number eight we're almost there. We're on the home stretch, guys. Number eight for a spiritual experience in the home. Links to modeling. You see how that's intertwined through everything. But that's actually like getting your kids part of like a connect group. Um, we went to a connect group at our church and it was a family connect group. So the kids were part of it. And that was really cool, actually. We just had discussions. We prayed, you know, that kind of thing. And our kids were around us and they were present and they were seeing us live out our faith and just the way we had fellowship with other Christians and our friends. And it was really cool. Like our daughter really enjoyed that time. It did make it a bit mucky, like with bedtime, but it was only once a week and I think she really enjoyed it. So if you've got a way of you know, COVID put a spanner in the works, let's be real. But now that things are hopefully, fingers crossed, heading more back to normal, if you can make, if you can get into a connect group, I would totally recommend it for you and your kids. It'd be awesome. Number nine, spiritual experiences. Well, I guess you'd probably say how, but I would say it. Catechisms, they are really great. They're just learning phrases like, who made the world God? What did he make? Everything, that kind of thing. And it's really important. I think these are the foundations for our faith. And let's be real, there are a whole lot of catechisms that my husband and I have done and we've been like, mm, what is the answer to that question? So it's really great for our daughter as well. And we just throw them in here and there. I actually throw them in in the weekly word that and the podcast that I release every Monday. And I think it's a really good way to just get our kids to know the basics, really. I think it's important. The last thing for spiritual experiences in the home is devotionals. And I kind of have a love-hate relationship with devotionals, if I'm being completely honest. But my daughter seems to enjoy them which is good. So we've got like, we go through a whole bunch of them, but usually one podcast that I listened to recently was talking about devotional use in your quiet time. And I think this would be applicable to using with your family as well. And it just talked about, are you actually hearing more scripture or more of God's thoughts in the devotional rather than the author's opinion? And I think that's really important. So we want to, want one that's going to bring in some scripture and unpack that scripture really and then have a bit of prayer. That's really important. But that's a spiritual experience. Lots of families do these every day. 
I am holding my hand up high and saying that ain't happening over here. And that's probably because of the way I feel about them. I personally don't use them in my quiet time, but my daughter really enjoys them. So you just go with what works for your kids. So again, I've listed these 10 spiritual experiences in the home. Some of them could be completely on the mark and you want to do them over and over and over again. And some of them you might be thinking, yeah, that is not going to happen with my family. And that's cool. There are probably heaps of other spiritual experiences I haven't included on this list. I just thought of the first 10 and I thought they sounded pretty good. But yeah, I really want to encourage you this week. Why don't you pick one? One where you are implementing that into the home in some way. Because as the research suggests, one spiritual experience in the home during the week is likely to keep our kids connected with Christ. And that's what we're all about here at Mama's Mission. We want to keep our kids connected. We want to connect them and we want them to have a real and authentic relationship with the Lord, like loving and intimate. But I would hope that they experience that and then don't want to go away from that you know they've they've seen it like that's just like having the best chocolate in the world like what is it like Belgian chocolate and then next thing you go to I don't know some budget chocolate and you're like yeah it totally doesn't measure up that's what we want you know our kids we've got Jesus he's the Mac daddy and we don't want to settle for anything less so spiritual experiences in the home are really really important so I want it easy I want it effective and that's hopefully what you're going to get with these 10. They don't require any any tool, uh, any extra tools really. They don't require any special skills. As long as you can read, you can turn press play for some things, you've, you've got it sorted. So I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. I'll just go through the 10 spiritual experiences that you can have in the home just to quickly. So to recap, one was modeling and that was like really the icing on the cake. It just comes into it and everything or should come into it and everything. Number two was worship. So, oh, one thing I forgot to mention with worship is songs, obviously, but also teaching our kids songs. Our daughter, especially when she was younger, she really wanted to learn those like old school songs, I suppose you call it, like, you know, Father Abraham had many sons, that kind of thing. So we taught her those songs, Oh My God is So Big, those kind of songs, and she really loved those with the actions. Number three was reading the Bible and scripture memorization, super important. Number four was podcast, a shameless plug for the podcast that I've released Every Monday, which is looking at a Bible story that you can do with your kids. And I've done all the work for you. Super simple. The next one, number five, was praying together in all areas. Pray together. Number six was soaking sessions. Number seven, journaling. Number eight, connect groups. So again, that modeling coming in. Number nine was catechisms. And number 10, devotionals. So these are all spiritual experiences you can include in your home. And I hope that by listening to this podcast, it's inspired you to at least to do one with your kids or, you know, just do one and go, mm, okay, that was, that was not successful or yeah, totally, you know, the kids loved it. 
And let's be real, if your kids are like mine and the way she eats cereal one day, she loves it the next day, nah, not so great. It could be the same with these spiritual experiences. <laughs> but I suggest you try one and just give it a go and see how it goes. I'd love to hear from you and how successful or even not successful it was. And if you've got any other ones that you could suggest, I'm all ears. I love hearing from you. So I hope that you have an awesome week and I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to Mama's Mission. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review. Thanks, guys. Hey, Mama. I can pretty much say ditto to what my little girl just said. It lights me up when you're encouraged to disciple your kids from the content here at Mama's Mission. So either leave a review on the podcast or hit me up on Instagram at a dash of Deb. Or better yet, join the family by subscribing to our newsletter. The link is in the description. Be blessed, Mama.